Am I a sheep? He woke up with a start, just for a moment, and he saw his wife seated beside his bed. Am I a sheep? Fred Rogers asked of his wife, Joanne, in those waning hours before he died. Am I a sheep, he implored, as he approached the veil between this life and the next. Unmistakably, Fred Rogers uh, was referring to Matthew 25. When Jesus warns, when the Son of Man comes and his angels with him, and he will sit upon his glorious throne. He will gather all the nations before him, and he will separate one person from another like a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. On his right, he'll put the sheep because they saw me, says the Son of Man, when I was poor and when I was hungry, when I was thirsty or naked and in prison. But the goats the Son of Man will place on his left because, well, they saw nothing at all. Arguably, Fred Rogers saw better than most of us. Beginning on this month of February, 52 years ago, he began his broadcast of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. To be exact, there are 895 episodes of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. In comparison, there's only 673 episodes of The Simpsons. A devout Presbyterian pastor, Fred Rogers was motivated by the consumerism he saw assailing children. And that consumerism, along with divorce and isolation and bullying and physical limitations and untimely deaths in the family, he believed were, were subjugating our children to great pain. And it's no stretch at all, it's really no stretch, to see that, well, Fred Rogers saw Christ in the children and in their pain. In that way, he was very much like the sheep, in Jesus' prophecy, they saw me when I was naked and imprisoned and lonely and hungry. I believe that Fred Rogers saw better than most of us, well, because he was looking. In that way, he's a lot like his predecessor, Simeon, of, well, two millennia before. Simeon is on the lookout for the Christ child. 
way beyond the age curve of folks' uh, lifespan in that day, Simeon has been promised, he's been promised that he will not die until he catches sight of the Messiah. And so on a given day, Simeon is roused by the Holy Spirit to leave his home and go to the temple. And when he gets to the temple, amidst all those who were there, he cites Joseph and Mary and the baby she's carrying. He knows who they are. And he walks up and he asks if he can cradle the child. And all at once, when he has the child in his arms, he breaks out in a, well, a top ten Christian classic. <laughs> Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to your word. For these eyes of mine have seen your salvation, whom thou hast prepared for all the world to see. A light to enlighten the nations and the glory of your people Israel. On that day, Simeon sees much more than a peasant baby. He sees, he sees the very hope of Israel, but he also sees the redemption of humanity for all time. In Jesus, in that child Jesus, he sees the cure that will restore you and me to our image in God, which is promised in Genesis 1, 26 to 28. He sees so much more in that child. And he sings about it. John Ruskin, the 19th century art critic and esteemed polymath, made this statement which has kind of stuck with me. He said, the greatest thing a human soul can do is to clearly see something and then tell about it in a plain way. Well, and that's what Simeon does. Simeon not only sees the Christ child, but he also sees that we're unable to heal ourselves. No matter how clever or enterprising we are, we have no ability to make ourselves whole. We have no ability, we have no ability to give ourselves a meaningful life. We have no ability to live the abundant life without, without Christ. We run a pretty significant deficit. Only through him can we live that kind of life. You know, we call uh, the song of Simeon, this, this song which is in our prayer books and has been in our prayer books, by the way, since 1549, the Nunc Dimittis. And the Latin is fairly simple. Nunc means now and Dimittis means let us depart or let us be released now let us live in peace. Now let us depart. Now that we've seen the Savior, whom you have prepared for all the world to see. And the Nuctimittis is placed in the prayer book for us to say it last, the last thing in the evening. When Kay and I are on our P's and Q's, we say Compline as we are in the bed. And the last thing we say together are those words. 
knowing that we've seen the Savior, knowing that we cannot heal ourselves, but knowing full well that he can heal us. You know, there's another even more uh, celebrated hymn in the church. In fact, it's the most celebrated, no matter what denomination you're in. It was written by a guy named John Newton, 18th century slave trader, notoriously evil, who when Christ confronts him, repents of his evil, and eventually even becomes an Anglican priest. That's right, he's, he's of our bunch. So when, when a Pentecostal thanks you for his hymn, say, well, good, because we did give it to you. Um, <laughs> but there's a catchy line, there's a catchy line in that top, in that in that, in that top hymn of all time, I once was blind, but now I see. You know that, right? And that, that line cuts two ways. That line cuts two ways. I once was blind, and now I see. I now see, says John Newton for all of us, I now see that Christ can make up the distance for me. I now see that Christ alone can heal me. I now see that Christ can restore me to a closeness with God. I now see that I don't have to live in my sin. I now see that, I don't, that I'm not subjugated to the life I've lived before. I now see that there's new life on the horizon. I now see these things because I see the Savior. But there's more. There's more. And like I said, the hymn cuts two ways. I once was blind, but now I see the way the Savior sees. Oh, now I have eyes to be that sheep. I can see those people in pain. I can see my neighbor who drives me crazy, but I'm called to love anyway. I can see my sister with whom I'm not reconciled, but whom Christ calls me to be reconciled. I can see the pain of the city. I can see that as we get older, we can live in isolation, and I need to do something about it. I can see that some children are not being raised with the good news of Jesus Christ, and I'm just the one to try to help them know what it is. I see. I see with the eyes of Christ. I see. Our eyes are open to see the one, the one who restores us, to that beautiful image with, uh, in God, and we, and we are restored to see how he sees. Hmm. Well, from that talking trolley and that aggravatingly mewing cat and that constantly bickering bunch of royals, uh, puppets, we realized after all these years, that Fred Rogers really did see children. He really did. He saw their beauty, but he also saw their pain, didn't he? He saw their beauty and he saw their pain. Those eyes were given to him by his Lord. And you may be wondering, you may be wondering, does it still happen? Are people still seeing Christ and being restored? Are people still given the eyes of the Lord so that we can see the pain? Well, if I had any doubts, they're gone now. 
Last weekend, last weekend, I went to a conference for churches like ours that have these threshold courses, Christ Church 2.0, 3.0, and so forth. Uh, by the time I live, leave, there'll probably be a Christ Church 15.0 or something. But, uh, but there's uh, churches all across the, uh, Texas that do this. And so here we were in this hall with um, churches from Northwest Texas, the Diocese of Northwest Texas, churches from West Texas, te churches from the Diocese of Texas, and so on. And the convener of the conference was a young, beautiful priest, a young woman, beautiful woman. And when she called us together, she began with a speech. She started with these words. I want you to hear them and perhaps even see them. She said, when I was a little girl, I felt invisible. I didn't think anyone much paid attention. And I was in Sunday school and the head of the Sunday school saw me. She saw me and she attended to me. And one day, and one day she drew me aside and she gave me a memory verse. Faith are the things, uh, is the confidence of things hoped for, the assurance of things not yet seen. Faith is, is the confidence of things hoped for and the assurance of things not yet seen. Hebrews 11.1. 1. The head of the Sunday school was none other than Halita Heinrich. My prayer is that this very day, you and I will begin to see the Savior. We'll be given eyes to see the only one who can heal us, to see the only one who can restore us, the only one who can give us that life for which we've been searching madly but have not found. And my prayer also is that we'll be given his eyes and we will see those people who are hurting. We will see our city as we struggle. We will see, we will see those people who are differently than we are. We'll actually see people in our family who drive us crazy, but we're called to love. And if that happens, well, <laughs> we'll be in God's neighborhood. Let us stand.